Good evening. Welcome to Making It to the Finish Line's radio show. I'm Gladys Pearson, founder CEO of Making It to the Finish Line, along with Cassandra from Big Wheel Smokehouse. We come to you each week with words of motivation, inspiration, and information, informative information. We would like to still for our intro music, Time to Chill, off of his Keep It Smooth CD, and we want you to chill and hear what we have for you this evening. Cassandra, how was your weekend? Well, my, it was New Year's Eve, was it not? Yes, it was New Year's Eve. It was good bringing in the New Year, getting ready for all the exciting things that's going to happen for 2018. Girl, my weekend, it was good. You know, my routine, Showplace Friday night, get your dance on. Oh, Saturday I went to an event, and it it was really nice. It was at the uh, Henry Ford Community Center. Okay. It was by the Dance Masters. And uh, very interesting. They were supposed to have a fashion show, but, of course, you know, I didn't stay until the fashion show. Wanted to get back home before it got too late. Okay. And then uh, New Year's Eve. My New Year's Eve sucked. You know, I, I I just wasn't pleased with how I looked on New Year's Eve. And what was that? My dress was ugly. It, it really didn't do anything. My hair was ugly. It wow. didn't do anything. It, it definitely did not look like it did on Saturday night. Right. So I left early, and I slept through the new year. The new year. Right. You left at 10, and I was waiting <laughs> for you to call me, and I didn't get any phone calls. So I just didn't understand that. <laughs> and when you called me at 2.35, I'm like, what time is it, Cassandra? And I looked at my I said, oh, my goodness, I slept through the New Year's. Yes, you did. The first time I did not bring the New Year's in like I normally do. And right. that was a bummer. Well, but it all, all because, you know, I feel as though I really, my outfit was just ugly. Okay. And then the hair. So I left and came home. Because your outfit was ugly and your hair. Right. Sounds like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Show we have some condolences we want to send out to Marilyn Albeard on the loss of their mother, to the uh, the Bennett family, they lost their mother, and the Bennett family on loss of their mother. And that um, brings me to before we get into the show, I I saw this. Little saying on Facebook, and I just wanted to uh, read this and maybe share some a little insight on it. It says, "Stop falling out with your family and friends. Stop holding grudges. Fix the issues because when they in that ground, it's too late." <laughs> Now, I hope everybody that's listening, 
listen to this really good stuff. It is just so important. <laughs> Stop falling out with your family and friends. Stop holding grudges. Fix the issue because when they in that ground, it's too late. And it's so many of us that are guilty of that. Family is just so important mm-hmm. that, you know, you're going to always have differences, but should differences carry over from year to year to year? And then when you lose a loved one, then, you you know, you just crying your eyeballs out. Mm-hmm. Instead of fixing the issue. And what this is saying is any issues that you have, whether it be family, friend, fix it. Because like it says, once they're in the ground, you can't fix it. And this right. is something I tell our youth all the time. They they're always talking about I don't like my I don't like my parents. Why? They can't even. And then I reminded, suppose if something happened to your parents, then what? Where are you going to be? Then you're going to be saying, I'm sorry. They can't do that. It's nothing that serious that you got to carry it on and on from year to year to year. So what I'm saying to those who are listening, if you have held grudge with a family member, a friend, it could be anybody. Fix it. Let's not go in 2018 carrying all of that baggage from year, from year, year to year because you can't move forward with carrying all of that baggage from the past. Right, right. Because, Sandy, what is your date on that? <laughs> you got the call. I mean, sometimes to that individual may not be fixable. There's no such thing as not fixable. It depends on the situation. Well, I I have <laughs> a different of a. I, I think any. We can agree to disagree. Yes, we can. We that everyone's that situation is different. Okay. It could be a person who's being stubborn. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a relationship can fall apart and you never know what it was about. Yeah, that's true. You could have said something or did something to a said person and, you know, they've never told you. Mm-hmm. But I think the real issue is communication. Mm-hmm. Not being able, like you say, not being able to let a grudge. But sometimes you can go through a situation and not ever know. What you did to offend that person need be family member or friend. friend. So, yes, the thing would be to want to resolve the situation, but some people don't see it that way. So how the next question is, how do you get to the next level to be able to resolve it and to move on? Or what do you do if that person leaves here and you are not able to resolve it? That's a that's, that's a thing. Right. If 
if you never get a chance to resolve it. So to me, the next best thing is that you have to let that go. You have to be able to apologize, I think, for God. And then you just have to move on. Because sometimes you just never know what you do or what you have said to offend someone. Because now you got to be careful. I mean, any little thing can tick a person off. Which is true. Any little thing can have them be offended. You could have said that wrong. You know, so nowadays it can be any little thing. So, I mean, you just have to, um, you notice that there's a problem. I just think you have to address it. And if that person is not willing to let it go, then you just have to move on. At least on your part, you have them and you have moved on. Realize they've done that, that's on them. That's how I see it. Okay, you're also saying that if but how can a person move forward with their life with this issue that has not been resolved? I'm saying if you have went to that person and tried to resolve the situation and that person is still being stubborn or hateful, whatever words you want to use, they are willing to move on. You are not accountable for them. You are only accountable for your own actions. Mm-hmm. And if you have accepted and forgave them yourself, then that person, I feel, can individually move on. Can't worry about the other person. If they're not willing to let it go, you can't worry about them. You can only, you can only be responsible for yourself. So if you got into a sign or argument or whatever the case might be, you present it to that person. Mm-hmm. You Hey, I'm going to let all bygones be bygones. I'm done with it with the past from the past. And if that person is still holding the grudge, that that's no reflection on you. Mm-hmm. That's on the person. Okay. Because if I said, hey, I'm sorry if I did anything to offend you, I'm sorry. And then I didn't told the Lord that I'm sorry. There's nothing that can be done. On my part, on I don't part. see it being anything else to be done. If that other person can't let it go, you can't worry about that. You can't worry about it at all. And you have situations like that every day. You got to move on. You got to move on. That's how I see it. And then, heaven forbid, if that person passed, you never had a chance to tell them. Only thing you can do is just present it to the Lord and say, hey, if you was wrong or if you was right, you tell the Lord, hey, I was wrong. It's too late now. I don't have a chance to say I'm sorry. Or I went to them being a good person. It's too late. So what should you do with that? You can't let guilt eat you up. That's why you got to let it go. You got to release it. That's how I see You have to release it and move on. <laughs> I mean, they dead. They dead. You can't do nothing about it anyway. Which is true. But then they guilt is eating you up. So how do you get past that? I just said that guilt, you have to be able to forgive yourself. You gotta be able to forgive yourself. You gotta ask the Lord for forgiveness because that person is not here. Mm-hmm. So you have to forgive yourself, and you gotta to say to the Lord, hey, "I did this. I didn't have a chance to be able to tell them. I'm leaving this with you." And that's all you can do. That's all you can do because it's not. What else can you take on? What else can you do to rectify or make the situation better? You can't. You can't go on because they they gone. So you gotta have a relationship with God and apologize to Him. Mm-hmm. And I think once you apologize to Him, when that person's gone, I think you should be okay. And to 
let yourself be forgiven. That's how I see it. Let yourself be forgiven if that person is no longer here. So the question is, like I asked before, this was weeks ago, can you completely cut off family members and friends? Some people have done exactly that. Friends and that other family member or that friend might not even know what the whole situation was about. You're right. And then when you finally do talk, you tell why you was upset, it can be something totally different. You're looking like, oh, those years. <laughs> That's why we didn't talk. Right. <laughs> so, to me, if they're here and if it's worth it to you to mend it and do so, if not worth it, keep it moving. And that other person ain't seeing it. You can't keep on. Can't keep on. You know, you got to move on. That's how I live. I mean, everyone, you, you, <laughs> go ahead. I, we see things different, you and I. Mm-hmm. You can't keep on being a, You can't just keep on going over the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. Okay, so if that person passed, and you get a chance to tell them how you felt. At the end of the day, it's it's over. It's mm-hmm. too late. Mm-hmm. So you got to give it to God and just be like, you know, Lord, the Lord got to forgive you, and then you got to forgive yourself. Thanks, Siobhan. Then you got to forgive yourself. That's just how I see it. I mean, what else can you do if that person is gone? Which is true. What else can you do? Right. But how do you... The individual themselves. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You keep saying, "How do that individual who who are who's here? Mm-hmm. How do they have to deal with it? That's the only thing they can deal with it. If you gonna have guilt. Mm-hmm. You still gotta ask Lord, the Lord, for forgiveness, mm-hmm. so you can have a peace of mind. Because you gotta think about it. that person who is gone. You're not gonna get no response from them. They are gone. So who else is the next best person is God. You got to take that time and say, I forgive that person, or I don't, or I forgive myself. You got to move on. You got to move on. I mean, you have to be able to move on. And then you got people who, I don't know how you say it. Why do we quit talking? Because I was trying to get Acceptance from you, but okay, you never accepted me. How long can you keep on dealing with a person? My mother didn't want me in the picture. She That's just, not true. She just turned the camera towards herself. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want me in there. The process of healing is time as well. Everyone has a different journey. And you're exactly right for now. Everybody do have different journeys. Mm-hmm. But I still believe that you just have to give it to the Lord and you have to apologize to the Lord. If that person is gone, you have to apologize to the Lord and you can move on. Javon, she didn't want, us, she didn't want me in there. We can't see you, Cassandra. See, she just turned the picture towards me. She didn't want me in it. So 
so that's I not true. Just left it how it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, Siobhan. <laughs> you I know, mean, most of the time she she's hogging up the thing. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it is. Okay, so the individual. That's a touchy subject. It is touchy. It's a very touchy and difficult subject. And sometimes you have been in situations where you really don't know why you fell out. You don't know. You'll tell yourself, well, I fell out with that person because we outgrew each other. But sometimes you really don't even know that. Mm -hmm. You don't know why you really really fell out. Um, We have a call. We have a call. I'll get ready to answer. Paula, are you there? Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Paula? I can't hear you. Can you're breaking up a little bit. Is, is this better? Can you hear me now? Uh, uh, still a little bit, yes. Okay, your name? Andrea. Andrea, and you're calling from where? Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Hi, Andrea. You want to make it to the finish line? I think we talked before, maybe. I'm not quite sure. Oh, it's possible. This is making it to the finish line radio show where we uh, do inspirational, motivational, and then we talk about youth issues as well. So our topic today, we're talking about uh, when people fall out to his family members, uh, friends, holding grudges. How do you get past that? How do we get past that? Um, I, I, you know what? I, I just let it go. I just don't hold on to it anymore. You just don't hold on to it anymore. Yeah, it's not worth it's, it's, not, it's not worth the uh, energy. That's right. That's right. It's not worth it. And I agree with you, uh, Andrea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not worth so holding on to that negative energy because you get back what you put out. You keep putting out the negative stuff, you're just going to keep getting that negative crap back. I agree one hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent. Even to the fact that if you if you're a person and you want to let it go and another person wants to carry that grudge, you can't hold on to what they're holding on to. You have to know that you did everything you could to resolve the situation. And if they're oh, yeah. not willing to resolve it or they're not willing to resolve it on their end, you have to move on. You have to press right. right on past it. It's right, because life is way too short, and the older you get, the shorter it goes, and the faster it goes, and before you know it, you woke up, and you're going to be miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who want to be miserable? <laughs> Not me. Mm-mm. I guess, you know, I've been here, I'm, I'm 55 years old, uh, you know, my birthday's in three weeks, and I'm like, you know what, I got another maybe 40, 50 years left, I'm not going to be miserable. That's right. That's right. Because at the end of the day, it's about happiness and enjoying life. And I think a lot of us, we take life so serious where we just can't sit and enjoy it. 
Right. And you're right. I think it's too much tech, not too much, too much technology. People are so into these, you know, social media things now. It's taken to a whole new level of madness. Yeah, they have. Yes, they have. Thank you for calling, Andre. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, and have a good evening. You too. Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you. you. Yes, Sean, you have to be able to forgive because if you don't, they have the power over you. This is so true. We just had a call to Siobhan. She was from the Virginia area, 703. Yes, 703 was in the house. If you guys would like to call in, please feel free to call in at 646-378-0378. You're on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. So give us a call. Let us know what you say. Just say hi. And uh, we're also Facebook Live. So um, it's, it's really about forgiveness. It's about forgiveness and being able to move on. That's such a hard thing to do for some people, to hold that grudge, to hold that grudge. And sometimes person who you're holding the grudge against, they didn't forget about it. They have moved on, and you still over there with your jaws tight. <laughs> Every time you see that person, and when you see that person, they look they smiling, they enjoying life, sitting there having a conversation. And when you look over at the room at that person, they draws like this. <laughs> so they have moved on. You still sitting up there with that anger, and you criminal, and they they ain't even think about you. On yes, they have moved on, and that's what people got to understand. You got to move on. What you sitting up there holding the grudge all those years? And that is so true. Holding oh, grudge. I learned something like I told my kids the other day. I told them I had a best friend. And I think I was the type of person who, when I'm your friend, I'm your friend too. I'm just friend, you know, and I don't want to <laughs> see nobody doing you wrong. I don't want to see nothing. So I had a best friend. She was in my wedding. When it came time for me to be in her wedding, I couldn't do that because I didn't care for how things had happened with her fiancé and her. He didn't do anything to me, but I didn't like some of the situations that had occurred. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to be. <clears throat> Was that me? Girl, no. <laughs> Siobhan, you know you weren't in my wedding. Um so I didn't like how he had treated her prior to up to the wedding. So when it was time for me to be in her wedding, I wanted to be in the wedding. I didn't be in the wedding. Wow. Siobhan, girl, we calling no now. Because <laughs> she be looking, girl. So I didn't want to be in the wedding. And my reason had nothing to do with our friendship. You know, I put I to her, I don't want to be in your way because I don't know, I don't like how he treated you. That was wrong on my part, but at the time, I thought it was wrong. So as years went on, I realized that that's how she allowed, if that's what was good for her, then it should have been good for me because we were friends. The only thing that I should have did was told her what I thought was wrong and have been in her wedding like she was in my wedding for me. Right. You know, as you get older, hopefully you realize things and you get mature and you can understand things. So those are the kind of things. And I never told her why 
I didn't want to be in the wedding. Mm. Probably still today. She don't know. She don't know. 25, 30 years later. Wow. You know, so and sometimes, you know, she probably could be wondering, whatever happened to her and I? And I think about that, you know, if I had told her, things could have been a little different. I mean, it is what it is. You right. know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Mother, what would you have to Girl, you don't have to tell me I was wrong, Shabazz. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, she, she thought she, made, she needed to iterate that to me. <laughs> you know, so. But then, you know, wrong. but. Okay, so this this is a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. Suppose you fall out with a parent <clears throat> and you never resolve resolve. How do you evolve? Only thing I can do is you have to move on the best way. You can. Do you try to resolve it? Or you just know how to resolve it? They gone. Didn't you say if the pain passed on? No. no. <laughs> Excuse me, get personal. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to try to resolve it. Mm-hmm. But if, and I hate to say this, because some parents can be poisoned. But be faithful. I don't care how you say it, some parents can be poisoned. I understand it, but it's still your parent. Who who wants to continue to get beat down by a parent? If your parent is beaten down, you ain't got to worry about the people in the street. This is someone who created, thought about you, maybe not, or whatever the case might have been. Those are your parents. Your parents can't be there for you. Then who can? Who can? That's how I see it. So, what you're saying is, if the parent is not you, all you, parents, you, you, you use the word poor, poor. Right, not all parents is is good people. <laughs> it ain't no other way to put it. Not all parents are good people. Not all kids are good to their parents. But if you're trying to be the best, bigger person, mm-hmm. and you if and you accept everything they have done, that you called you, talked about you, treated you like you was nothing, you still going back for that love. Mm-hmm. At some point, it got to give. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to say, you know what? There's got to be something wrong with me. If I keep on coming back, I keep on seeing how they treating me. It got to be something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying that I keep on going back for for that negativity from even a parent. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to keep on going back disappointment. At some point, you have to say, I can't deal with this no more, or you can continue to just beneath in you, and you feel like belittling. Yeah, belittling you, and you feel like it. When we leave from their presence, mm-hmm. who wants to have that kind of feeling every single time? Some and some some people have had to cut it off. Saying even with a even with a parent. So it is, and this is called emotional verbal abuse. Yes, you're right, Trina. You're right. The mom stopped doing 
for her and her two little kids. We're not talking about the financial part about it. We're just talking about a parent's love to a child. Nothing you can do is right. You don't know why they're treating you that way, but at some point you have to say, you know what, enough is enough. Okay. Here's another question. Do you... How can you phrase it? Do you think the cycle can repeat itself? Yeah, the cycle can repeat itself, but at some point, somebody has to break the cycle. Sometimes the cycle can never be broken. Okay. Sometimes the cycle can never be broken. And if that person want to break the cycle, she wants to call it. Call in. The number is 646-378-0378. Again, the phone number is 646-378-0378. I mean, to me, it's really a hard situation. And when and if you have not went through that, right. your parent has always been a loving parent, mm-hmm. have always been there. You really can't sympathize with what that person is saying to you. You can only just keep on hearing what they're saying, but you really. However, we have choices. We do have choices. We do have choices. But the question was do you keep on going to that parent and they're verbally abusing you and you never feel good every single time you leave that parent? From a child up to a dog. So do you continue to keep on going back to get or do at some point the verbal abuse or at some point enough is enough because I don't want to be hurt anymore. That's how, I mean, and then the next question is, what do you do if they pass away? Answer the phone. We're not always Hello, caller. Can you can you hear me, caller? Yes. Your name, please. My name is Hazel. Hazel, hey Hazel, and you're calling from where? Woodbridge, Virginia. Woodbridge, Virginia. We have another Virginia in the house. Seven oh three in the house. So, what would you like to say on the topic, Hazel? Okay, I want to talk to you about the, uh, my friend and her daughter. They fell out. They had an argument or whatever because my friend's daughter wanted her to take her uh, her two little daughters with her to shopping because she took her little sister shopping. And she got the daughter got mad because she didn't take the little girl the little her daughters with her. So they fell mm-hmm. out and it got into a big mess where this one of the sisters jumped. They both got into a fight. Oh wow, a physical <laughs> fight? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. And and it ended up with the police calling, being called. And so that's her. Her mom was like, she's not doing nothing else for her. And the kids are five and. So. One. 
<clears throat> so now the kids suffer because of what the adults. Exactly. Now she 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 doesn't have a job. The daughter doesn't have a job. She doesn't have anybody to babysit. And now her electricity is about to be cut off. Wow. And, and, and she's not talking to her. Hmm? I said just that scenario you gave us to someone mm-hmm. else, that could be real. Mm-hmm. It, it can be like, wow, they fell out over that. But to those yep. two individuals, it was not serious to them. But we also have a person on Facebook saying at some point you have to stop giving. And you yeah. love them, but you have yep. to move on. You have to come from afar. And I think that's what I'm seeing in certain situations. That person, one parent has passed on. They never got to resolve their situation. And that individual said, I love my parents, but I need to love them from far. And to some people, right. they thought that they thought it was cruel how they was doing it. Mm-hmm. But in their heart, they said it was mm-hmm. best for me to step away from the situation. Right, like this person like just this, said. Like him just said. Some, you can still love them, but you got to love mm-hmm. them from afar. So with this lady and her daughter, yeah, the grandkids are suffering. But at some point, you would think that that mother and that daughter is going to have to try to sit down and figure out yeah. how can they work it out, if nothing else, for the grandkids. Because the yeah. kids she can still be doing for the daughter. You agree? Right. I agree because those are her kids. Yep, and that's what you – and you know what, Kim? I think a lot of times people forget about praying. Right, because prayer do work. People forget about prayer. And I'm going to give you a good example. You know, with my husband, when he just lost his mom, I said, you forgetting about praying. And he's mm-hmm. a praying man. So I said, you can't, get, you can't handle this on your own. I understand God might answer your prayers right away, and it might take some time, but you got to be a praying person. You got some things you can't handle. You have to give them to God. Are you done? Right, and we have to always remember God is never late. He's Always right on time. It may not be our time, but his time is right on time. And that's what that daughter going to have to do. That mother's going to have to ask the Lord to lead into which direction you think I should go to help the grandkids. Because she don't want her grandkids over there with no light. Right. So she might have to be the bigger person. She might do not want to do this. We lost the call. She might don't want to help pay the electrical bill. But for those grandbabies to have electricity, she's going to have to do that if that's what she feels her grandkids need. She hung up. Okay. Okay, that's okay, Siobhan. But we thank you for calling in. But I just think, I think prayer, prayer, answers a lot of things. Oh, it's a delay. Okay. I just think prayer answers a lot of things. Sometimes just be in the moment and we won't instant gratification right then and we don't want to pray because we right. don't think that we can handle it ourselves and it's proven that we can't handle it ourselves. Right. So they don't want it and one of them end up leaving here and they didn't resolve what that happened. Issue, that, that, that's what I was trying to get at. You don't want it to get that situation but it has happened time and time again where one of those individuals need be mother, father, sister, 
uncle, cousin, you know, someone has left here and the issue was not resolved. And this is what this saying that I found on Facebook is saying, stop falling out with your family and friends. Stop holding grudges. Fix the issue because when they end that ground, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. <clears throat> and, and, I, and I thought this topic was so important because when it this comes the, to family. This is the question I have. What makes a good mother and father, and what makes a good what makes a parent a good parent? She said it starts with his parents. Mm-hmm. What makes a good parent? What makes a good parent? Because there is a book on parents. And back in my time, to me, a good parent was a parent that showed you love, put a roof over your head, not buy you everything that you wanted, but bought you the things that you needed. Unconditional love. You're absolutely right, Kim. That's on right there. Unconditional love. You're going to love that parent or that child, regardless of what they do, you're going to love them. Love them. And you're going to tell them when they're doing wrong, but you don't stop loving them because they do wrong. You're going to tell them that. But, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. That's all right there. It's in a nutshell. Not showing favoritism. You know what I saw a lady say one day? She had five kids. And each kid thought mom was her favorite kid. And what that mother said was she knew what each kid needed. This kid might need this more. This kid might need that more. But the siblings didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. But that mother said she didn't want none of them her favorite. favorite. All of them knew, was her favorite. She just knew what each kid needed. Different. And it made sense. It's each individual kid what they need. One kid might need more love. Yeah. One kid might not need some just a hey, what's going on, so and so. Not the, you know what I'm saying? So the hooks and the kisses. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. But the question is, what makes a good parent? And unconditional love is the best answer. It's the best answer. You know. So if you are having a uh, just uh, you know situations with someone, you feel it's worth it to fix that relationship, then that should be done. Not nobody else think, but if you feel it's worth it, then that's what should be done. And be sure you guys share. We're trying to make them.
falls under unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, like Cassandra said, each week our topics we have we have topics, but sometimes we just go away. We we go way the other way because you know once I saw the saying on Facebook, I said, "Wow, we need to talk about this." Mhm. Mhm. And at some point. Sometimes we as parents can feel like we fail. Right. We fail our kids or we fail ourselves as a parent. And really, it's just all learned experience. Hey, Siobhan. Hey, girl. Right here. <laughs> um, but it's sometimes we feel like we have failed as parents. And like we said, there's no book out there on how to be parents. No, it's not. There's not a book out there on marriage. We're going we're gonna to touch on that next week on marriage. marriage. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I know that's going to be a, a doozy. Because <laughs> there's no book on how to be a wife. There's no book on how to be a husband. So we're going to touch on that, tap to that week. But, you know, just... That grows that holding that animosity towards each other and family and friends. Right. Because you know, family, to me, family is so why because Cassandra talking about the thing, training. <laughs> I won't be participating. You better be participating. You never know who you can help out there. That's right. You never know who you help out there. It is. situation is you can marry 15 years or more. You have to put, you can tell someone out here. And there. So, you know, that's what can contribute. I'm to contribute. It's been a long time. <laughs> and you know, back then when she was married, some of the things was totally different from how we wrote <laughs> How to be a husband, how to be a child. There's no books out here. It's all trial and error. All trial, trial and, and error. And, and most of the time, we try to emulate how our parents were. That's all we have to go back. I mean, but what do you know about that? I'm from a single family home. You know, I never wanted to get there. I thought my went, man, I'd be supposed to have kids and be single. That's what I saw my mother and my aunt. No one ever could imagine that I was going to get married. And be married almost 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> and have two kids. And you know but what I'm didn't want no kids. Didn't want no kids. I'm just really going with the flow. I'm just really trying to see. Now I see things different than how I saw when I was in my 20s. Okay. When I was in my 30s. My God, I've been with him since I was 23. I'm 48 now. That's my whole adult life. <laughs> That's my whole adult life. So I'm seeing things different. So things was bad on my part. Well, a lot of things were bad on my part. I'll be a person and know what I did wrong. 
that was because she was spoiled. I went from my mother straight to my husband. My mother spoiled me. She still spoiled me. He spoiled me. So what do you expect? What do you expect? But, you know, I can always I can always tell you what I do wrong. I can tell you what I do wrong. And long as I can try to correct that situation and that he has stayed and put up with me, woo-wee, y'all know me a handful. <laughs> I didn't even calm down a, a lot of that. Two handfuls. Not, not one handful. I didn't. Hands ain't big enough. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm down on a lot of things, so everything is a learned experience. And if you can keep on learning and keep on trying to change things that's not good, then you have to do one half of that. That's right. If you can try to change things that is not good, well, I'm Javon. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you can just try to change things, let me see something. It, when I say in those book, I saw my Aunt Fanny being married. I saw who? My um, my father's brother being married. But me, in the marriage myself, like I, said, I just wanted to be single and have kids like my mother. I'm definitely participating in this. Oh, you're going to chef Trina the second time around. Separate for the last seven. <laughs> we'll be divorced this year. Looking forward to the next chapter. Would love to be only I would shut up. Girl, girl, if you could <laughs> shut up, girl, you have a lot to contribute because you got new newlyweds, you got new people wanting to get married. I mean, and to me, marriage is a good thing because it ain't nothing out there in the street. Uh, I, we all can contribute. Even you, Siobhan, you have something to contribute about marriage. Girl, because <laughs> I tell my sister all the time, we we just gonna be some old bitty. <laughs> so we are, <laughs> you know. So it, it's just everything's a learning experience. Everything is a learning experience. Because who would have thought? Here I was, a young lady who didn't want to be married at all. Didn't want to be married and didn't have kids. And look at me, married and kids. Right. So, it is what it is. That's true. <laughs> it is what it is. But, you know, that's why we come on here on Body, Mind, and Spirit. And to be honest with you today, I ain't really want to do the show. My mother want me to drive way out here to Bloomfield. <laughs> I'm coming from 90th and Telegraph to West Bloomfield. I just was out here last Tuesday. When you go get a break, we won't be back until the she 4th. She Travel way out here to Bloomfield, you know. I got to take my shoes off when I come in a place, cause, and it's hard for me to take because I got one foot swelled up all the time. So I'm sitting over here with two big garbage bags on my feet, on my boots, <laughs> you know. So I really want to do all this, you know. Take your shoes off when you come in the door. You know, don't sit here. Don't do this. She don't offer me nothing to drink. I don't have she, I mean, hospitality sucks, y'all. So I really wasn't looking forward to doing a radio show. But once we got into it, I'm feeling good. I'm still thirsty. Still don't have no chips in the, And I'm sitting up here with Kroger bags in my boots. Like I said, but it's going to be hard to do. Pretty much, I'm here, y'all. But it's all good. It's all good. Mama. <laughs> I tell you. She, she just takes and every, every week. 
and I get the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send me what the topic is. I didn't know what topic was, Siobhan. Just what you did. the topic, though. What's the topic? The topic was reflecting on 2017. <laughs> but, when I, but when I saw this thing. You guys, you see, she didn't even look at her notes. The topic was reflecting in 2017. But when I saw the same table, I thought that this was more important. Yes, Trina. I have to take my shoes off. Like I said, I couldn't take my boot off because my one foot is, is you know, it swells up. So I'm sitting up here with Kroger bags on my boots. <laughs> the topic was reflecting on 2017. She don't send me the topics. You know, she just act like she's the only one on the show. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. It'd be a surprise when I pull up. Well, you you already said next week we're talking about being there. A couple of weeks from now. Come back a couple of weeks from now. Right. we come back on the fourth Tuesday. You guys remember what the subject is because it might be subject to change with Miss, with Sugar. You guys, please share. We want to start reaching out to more people. We want to really get exposure to be able to help with our young people and just the topics to be able to talk to grown people because you guys know I'm working at the daycare with eight, nine months up to um, three-year-olds. So it feels good to be able to talk to grown people as well and not, you know, around the kids all day. And thank goodness we have for the, you know, two weeks. So as Cassandra said, don't forget to push your share button. Right, Mom, you should text me and let me know what we're going to be talking about. I do text you sometimes. She don't text me, y'all. It's all good. I can I could just go along. Right, she can fit in around the spur of the moment, impromptu. And it's good to be impromptu. <laughs> it's real good. My regional little notes, you only got Right, you know, took, took all the time. <laughs> now she, she never working out. She don't know where notes at. <laughs> well, uh, talking about making the finish line. We are recruiting for our winter session that starts January the 13th. Any of y'all have any young ladies ages 7 to 17, bring them out on January from 1 o'clock to 5. We have something going on that is going to be really, really good and special for them. Then we have our annual lock-in coming up. Thank you, Trina. In February, February the 24th and 25th, and this is for girls from grade 6 to the 12th grade. You got to be a girl for these lock-ins. I know that's right. And um, at the lock-in, we're going to be talking about all about sisterhood. The girls get to meet new friends. There'll be games. There'll be songs. We have a lot to... Uh, Tons of food. Tons of food. Tons of food. She messed with the computer, y'all. <laughs> see the glare on her face. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, Tons of food. The lock-in. How many years have you done the lock-in? It's since 2009. <laughs> you so crazy. I watch your boyfriend's TV. Girl. 
I tell you, I tell you. But yes, we do a great time to lock in. The young ladies get to meet new friends, you know, talk about sisterhood. We just really get them to start learning not to always turn new. And it starts off with us at, well, I'm sorry, I'm calling myself us like young. Um, it starts off with, we try to teach young ladies that, hey, don't always assume when you see someone and don't know anything about them that you don't like them. So this is what we try to teach them. When is the lock in again, Mom? February the 24th and 25th. Saturday the 24th, they come at 6 o'clock. We lock the doors at 7. We open the doors back up until 10 o'clock Sunday morning where the parents have to be there on time as the kids will be standing outside. And the young ladies probably go to sleep until 5, 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 35 o'clock in the morning. You know, they up all night. We play all kind of different activities. Um, we did the vision boards last year. That was a great thing. We did a lot of good things. And Trina, we're thinking about trying to do something with just the ladies, maybe once a month, maybe do a vision board party, um, doing some different things at the office. You let me know what you think of that. We would do different activities for the ladies, um, maybe once a month, do something. The moms or, you know, just right. to do it. Right. We're about a program as well. Um, Siobhan, the lock-in is February the 24th, that Friday. Saturday. Yes, you can. You be there two weekends in a row. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, Siobhan. You know, we got you. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's all, we're really, really trying to push now that second part of um, all about sisterhood and with, you know, with the ladies as well. Because sometimes we need an outlet. We really don't have anything to do. So we look forward to bringing that as a chapter. The vision board. Siobhan, we need a vision board um, activity at. The vision board is so my vision board every day. We look at it every day. Hey, Jewel. We look at the vision board. The vision board can keep you on point that you know what you're trying to do for your you know, your goals and everything. So the vision board is very great. We could be sitting up there sipping on some wine and on our vision board. I'm just saying, mine, you know, we got to have something to drink. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get back with that. We're going to be announcing different dates between the ages of 7 to 17, we are recruiting for our winter session. Uh, Cotillion is in May, May the 20th. It's the day for the Cotillion. Yes, of our vision board. There's a big so, thing now. Right. So we, uh, those who are listening, if you know of any parent that has a young lady ages 7 to 17, tell them to come out on January the 13th to see our program is about. And uh, also the, the annual lock-in. All of this information is on our website, www.mittsl.org. Everything we uh, talked about as far as making it to the finish line is on the website. Registration form, application packets. You know, our young ladies need to experience the tradition of cotillion. I mean, that was something that was real big years ago, and we've been trying to bring it back ever since 2009, and, and we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, so, training the visuals are so necessary. You absolutely, you can do that with your daughter at home. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing to do, you know. 
Great thing. Because we do the vision board at the lock in every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the the young ladies get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Especially after they see how the vision board look, and then we have them to present their vision board. Right. Exactly. Like, what does that mean when they put the stuff on the board? So it's a great activity. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I told Cassandra, we want to do a, a workshop with adults. Regarding the vision board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, give you guys more. Where you guys come time up? So, right up. Right up. <laughs> and mm-hmm. time goes fast when you have fun. That's right. You want to sum up everything, Cassandra? Since you done took over the show. You got to your inspiration. Oh, my inspiration. <laughs> she got to find She's not prepared. Yes, I am. Now you don't have to get ready. Okay. My inspiration for today give. But don't allow yourself to be used, but don't allow your heart to be in trust, but be naive. Listen, don't lose your own voice. Wow. That is good. But don't allow yourself to be used, 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 we will see you on the fourth Tuesday of this month. Okay. Standing off. We're standing off. Have a good weekend. I'm sorry. It's a weekend. It's a. <laughs>